All I want for Christmas. Think about that just for a moment. All I want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas. Let's pray. Lord, we invite your presence this day, this Christmas season. And may you truly be the reason for the season. Help each and every one of us focus on the important things of you this year. For we love you in Jesus' mighty name. We ask these things. Amen. Ready or not, Christmas is coming. We have 21 days as of today until we celebrate Christmas Day. I love, <coughs> I love the season of Christmas. I love being able to share the bounty and the blessings of the year. I remember one time that Sister Blacker and I, we were invited to a Christmas party and we were newly married and we didn't have a lot of money at that time. And I made a homemade gift and I look back on it now and I say, how how really uh, corny that was. But the people we gave it to, the man I gave it to, amen, he was so impressed. He so enjoyed that. And he even speaks of that today that we went out of our way to make something. Now in our, one of our bedrooms in our home, Sister Blackard has taken it over and it is jam-packed full of all kinds of goodies for Christmas. Now, do not, do not get on to Sister Blackard for wanting to take care of her grandkids and her kids, amen, and her kids. Uh, I won't tell you, but one of our kids changed her phone number or changed her phone uh, tune that says, this is your favorite son calling. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, but his initials is Chris Blackard. <laughs> I hear that, I hear that, you know, and I go, oh, that's pretty good. But don't, don't get on to Sister Blackard for having a bedroom designated with uh, uh, unwrapped gifts for grandkids. We had uh, a couple of kids over uh, this last week, and, and uh, the dad uh, texted Sister Susan and said, don't let them in that room. And it was a job to keep them out of that room because, you know, my grandkids are a little sneaky. I know yours are not, but mine are. They'll peek, peek if they can and unassembled gifts and wrapping paper and packages on the bed, under the bed, organized mess. It's just an organized mess. And I always stand amazed at how at the end of the month of December, Sister Blackard pulls it all together again to include decorating our house, putting together a beautiful meal for the family, and uh, it just works out well. Well, I went to the good old uh, Yahoo, and I typed in top ten picks for gifts. And I found Oprah Winfrey's page. So here is the top 10 gifts for 2022. Thank you. Number 10 is puppy. Oh, everybody needs a puppy. I know there's people in this church today that would probably give you their puppy. Number 9, iPad. Number 8, camera, shoes, laptop, clothes, movies, iPhone, and gift cards. And then what I like is this last one. Cash for that green goes with everything. If you don't know what to give, just give a few dollars. This will be the last Sunday that we have the opportunity to give towards the Christmas uh, gifts for the children. We're going to be giving out, uh, uh, I think we're giving out Walmart cards on next Sunday morning. And so I appreciate all the, the uh, money that you have uh, designated for this, taking the little card off the Christmas trees 
And I will tell you that the need is being met. And uh, we're just so happy to be able to, to place in everyone, every little child's hand some money. Don't know how much it'll be, but it'll be worth them coming and being a part of this. Plus, we're going to give you a sweet treat also. So Oprah's best gift list is the following. Paintings from famous people. Now, you have to understand that she is a billionaire, so I guess her thought concept of gifts is different from my concept. But paintings from famous people. She put down cars are a good thing to give away. And I found that Elvis Presley loved cars, not just cars, but Cadillacs. Now, now bear with me. We're going to get spiritual here in a minute. But Elvis Presley, he loved to give away Cadillacs. And it says that one, on July 27, 1975, he purchased 14 brand new Cadillacs. He always gave his mother a new Cadillac every year. He spent $140,000, which would be, what, $10,000 for a Cadillac. And he gave them all away, even to the point of giving a couple of them to total strangers. Even though the strangers probably couldn't pay for the sales tax. How many are you going to get a new car for Christmas today with a big old red bow on it? Well, I didn't think so. It's a tax deal, right? This is a unique gift that got. It was from Robert Redford to Paul Newman. He wrecked his Porsche, collected insurance on it, towed it over to Paul Newman's driveway, and dumped it in his driveway. Paul Newman took it to the scrapyard and made it into a bundle of steel, compacted bundle of steel, brought it back and put it in his garden. Well, I thought you'd really be glad to hear that story. Pretty unique for Christmas. So here's Oprah's best gift, best list gift of all times. Art, cars, lottery ticket win. Now, I don't believe in the lottery. I don't like the lottery. Uh, the only lottery that I've participated in was uh, being uh, drafted into the United States Air Force. Back then, when you turned 18, you had to sign up with the government, and then your name would, would uh, sporadically come up, and if you were in that number, you had to go to, to, the, to the military. Well, they got away from that and did it all volunteer. But anyway, uh, uh, Robert Cunningham, a policeman from New York City, instead of giving a waitress a tip, he gave her half of a lottery ticket, which later was a winner for $3 million dollars, so she received $1.5 million. It's a pretty incredible tip, eh, man? So the most expensive gifts that Oprah had on hers was art again, high-rise buildings. I thought, who in the world would build or, or give a high-rise building? And I, when I was researching all this, most of the gifts that were given were from husbands to wives and some wife heiresses to their husbands. One guy gave a hundred and some odd story building to his wife. I don't know what she did with it. I sure hope he didn't say, but you got to clean it. Jets have been given. Uh, super sonic jets have been given to uh, as gifts. And this particular uh, yacht that's on the screen up here only cost the person $85 million that he gave it to his wife. Jewels unimaginable amount of jewels. But I thought about this as I was working on this. When all I want for Christmas, I thought, Lord, there's so much more and so many better gifts that we can have. Because I will tell you, the barnacles will attach itself to that yacht. It will become old and outdated. There will be a newer one that comes along. 
And what you could do with $85 million instead of just go out into the ocean and, and float around, you know. But when people have more money than they have sense, they have to fulfill that longing in their heart, and so they try to fill it with stuff and things. And you'll never be satisfied with just things. And so I said, Lord, help me today as we jump into all I want for Christmas, and let it not be just so pious and so religious, but let it sink into our hearts that it is attainable and it's doable. The first thing I wrote down was, Lord, all I want for Christmas is hope. I have to tell you that if there is no hope in a person's life, that life becomes hopeless and miserable. We sing that song, All My Hope Is Found in Jesus. All my hope is found in the Lord. And that is so true. It's more than just a song. It is more than just a theory. It is more than anything other than doctrine and theology in our heart to say, Lord, there's nothing that can satisfy the heart like you. When I gave my heart and life to the Lord, I will tell you the grass was greener. The sky was bluer. The birds were singing in harmony. Even those that didn't like me, I began to like them. And it's not gotten any, it's gotten better, amen. Every, every day is better with the Lord. Do I have my ups and downs? You have your ups and downs. I have my ups and downs. But I'll tell you, without God in the mix, uh, there can be no hope in our world today. But with the Lord, there is hope in everyone. I trust and pray. As Pastor Nathan shared and, and, and just came back again, and, and the word, the prophetic word that was given from a teenager Amen. That, that came to us that said, listen, uh, amen, uh, come as you are because the Lord comes with open arms to us and he will give to you a future. He will give to you the blessing of God. He will give you hope in a hopeless circumstance. Uh, he'll give you, come on somebody church, he'll give you hope when there seems to be no hope. You can lay your head down at night. I will tell you that our world is on a fast track to the end times according to the scriptures. For in the last days there shall be wars and rumors of war. Here there will be brothers will turn against brothers. And there will be all kinds of evil. They'll say that good is evil and, and evil is good. And we see that happening in our world today. I pulled up this little picture of a man and his wife, I assume, that are in Ukraine. I am not, I'm not one that's going to talk a lot about this war, only to say this, that Russia, in my opinion, is very evil in what they are doing you know, to just fight and fight fair and, and go into a country and, and fight with uniforms on and, and things of that nature to give it a, a, a standing chance. But they're going after the civilians in these cities and now they're going after the way that they have heat. They're going after the oil. They're going after the heat systems to where that these people will go into the wintertime with no heat and no food. And I said, Lord, I was in a beautiful bed last night. I was there warm with double covers upon me. I slept good, amen. Oh, praise God. And here these people are going to be freezing to death. And the world stands by and just says, well, it's not good. I was listening to uh, KICK. I know the owner of that company. I worked with his sister at the district office for some time, uh, uh, Rhonda Amer. She's our uh, F, uh, the financial officer of the district, and, and he has this radio program, and he's taking on uh, uh, single mothers and their children, and, and they do as many as they can as the money comes in. And he was sharing this one lady had three kids, uh, and they were in a place, an uh, uh, apartment, and she put in her request just for some beds. And the letter that came to them was this. It is so good to not sleep on the floor. 
If you don't feel like you're blessed, just crawl out of your bed and sleep on the floor for one night. It's cold down on that floor. Oh, come on, church. We're blessed, amen. And the hope of this world is found not in peace because there will be no peace until Jesus sits at the conference table. There will be no peace, amen, until he decrees peace upon earth. I appreciate Sister Delaney and musicians for what you did this morning and, and taking us right out with of joy, wonderful joy. I appreciate Elena's word, amen, from the Spirit of God that come, there's this a season of joy, amen. My, my prayer, uh, well, I'm in hope. We'll go to joy in just a minute. But let's go to China, for example. China has had their eye on Taiwan. Taiwan is a, a wonderful country. It's, it's right at the back, the front door of China. It's just, just not too close, uh, uh, not too far away from the Philippines, from Okinawa, in that area, in that, uh, in that region. But, you know, they have been a de uh, in democracy for some time. And their country is flourishing. In fact, where we get all of our chips, most of our chips for our automobiles and for industry and for the space uh, program, wherever a chip is needed, it comes out of Taiwan. And China has had its eye on Taiwan for years and years and years. There's much debate today whether or not if China were to invade Taiwan, what would the United States of America do? What would they do? You know, our president, President Biden, has made statements that we'll defend her with all the force, and then his, his handlers would come back the next day or, or a couple hours later and say he didn't mean that. They didn't come out and say he didn't mean that. They come out and said our policy is this, one China policy. But what I'm saying is this. Amen. China today, amen, is a superpower, but at the same time, amen, Taiwan, amen, is holding their breath. When will that invasion come? When will it take place? They're saying maybe 2027. I don't know, but I do know this. We're living in perilous times, and there is hope in this world today through Christ. I'll tell you, there's hope for the lost, amen. Do not ever give up on your loved ones. Oh, let me say it again. Never give up on your loved ones. There is hope as long as there's breath in their life. Uh, amen. I have looked at this over the time periods of time, and I have seen people come to the Lord. and that I didn't think they'd ever come to the Lord, but they came to the Lord. Never give up hope for the lost. I will tell you, I don't know what your day has been like uh, yesterday or Friday or, or even today, but I've got news for you. You can hope for a better day. You can hope for a better day. Amen. And some days you have to decide yourself you're going to make it a better day. Well, don't get quiet on me now. We need to hold on hope for our families. We need to hold on hope. Amen. I wish and pray that the church could do more for single mothers and do more for the renewed treasures and do more for those of you that have situations and circumstances where that it's really tough to make ends meet every month. But we can hope for our families. Hope for despair. Hope for good health. Amen. How many would say, Pastor, I like that one. Hope for good health. Amen. Amen. Hope for good health. Hope for a good 2023. Amen. We don't have to be depressed. We don't have to go in recession. We don't have to go to depression. Amen. We can go strong in the Lord and have a good 2023. You see, the economy in the world does not hinge upon uh, the way that life is because, you see, God has everything under control. In fact, he's got your life under control. God can give you blessings in 2023. 
He can open the storehouse of heaven. If necessary, he can chip off a little piece of gold, amen, and help take care of you. You say, Pastor, I don't know what in the world you're talking about. Amen. Well, God will take care of you. Has he taken care of you to this point? Is there food in your cupboard? Is there shoes on your feet? Is there socks on your, uh, on your feet as well? If not, see, sister. Oh, yeah, any of the girls over here will get you some socks. See, Sister Ann, she'll get you some socks. Do you know the number one thing that homeless shelters want? Socks. Socks. Kind of lost my thought here just for a moment when I think about it. When I think about all the people that we have no idea exist that are on the very verge of giving up hope. They're saying, you know, what's the use? Nobody cares. I will tell you this. We had an older man come by last Sunday and he wanted $60 to get his phone, uh, get a new phone because he had his phone stolen. And I really hate to say this, but I didn't have time to mess with him. Oh, don't judge me. I have people show up over here all the time and will take a half a day if I'll give it to them, which is all right. But he needed $60. And I said, Lord, I'm going to give him the $60 even though I don't want to. He said, well, then don't. You'll lose your blessing. Oh, Lord, I don't want to lose my blessing. I don't want to lose my blessing. And so I gave the 320s. Took me down to about a five dollar bill in my in my wallet, and I gave it to him to say go go get your phone. And one of the young men drove him to Walmart and got him a, a phone and brought me back seven dollars. He said, "I'll give you the receipt if you want it." I said, I "Don't need the receipt." I said, "We don't give loans at Northside. We'll give you. A, we'll just give it to you." And I didn't think anything else about it. And on Monday. I got a $150 check. I forgot all about that $60. And I got $150, amen, amen, and I appreciated that, and I couldn't wait to get to the bank to cash it. Come on, church. The next one is peace. I want you to read this. Read it out loud. Are we ready? For I know... I want you to say it again, but where it says you, I want you to put your name in it. How many of you want to claim that? God's got nothing but good for you. And when you think about peace, it's more than a Christmas song. Listen, if you can lay your head down on your pillow at night, and you don't have to be worried about somebody coming and breaking into your house and saying, I'm here to collect. You don't have to worry about looking over your shoulder, amen, with somebody that wants to give you a thumping. Well, that's good Ozarkian. You put your wood in there, amen. When you can say everything is right between me and my fellow man, 
I'm not going to be indicted. I'm not going to go to jail. I, I, come on, church. Uh, amen. When you're right between everything, between you and the fellow, your fellow man, and then you're right between you and God, oh, that is a good feeling. That is a good feeling. You know, sometimes we sit and we just want to twiddle our thumbs and wonder, oh, how's it all going to turn out? Amen. Quit doing that. You're a child of the Most High God. Amen. Oh, God will provide some way, some measure. You say, well, I can't pay my utility bill. Amen. Then close yourself into one room. Put some big old blankets over the doors. Get you a little plug-in heater. Amen. And enjoy the wintertime. Listen, I learned that from an old saint of God. I went to visit her. Amen. And I, I was worried about her. Amen. And I went to visit her, amen, and she had her whole house all blanketed in, amen, and she was sitting there with her little remote and her television and her cup of coffee, amen, and she had some chocolates there on the, on the coffee table. She had a blanket, big old socks on her feet, amen, and I said, oh, Sister Osborne, I came worried about you. I'm not going to worry about you anymore, amen. I went to another dear saint of God, Sister Seder, amen, and I went into her house. She had the same thing. She had blankets uh, all over the doors uh, and the bedrooms, amen, and she she had right there in her living room, amen, where her little, her little stove was. And it was just as toasty as could be. In fact, I almost wanted to go outside to get cooled down. When we had that big old ice storm, amen, I'd, I'd go around every morning to some of the different ones, to the different ones that are older, you know, to check on them. And I went to Brother Sister Cochran's house, and they said, oh, good, come in, Pastor. It's a little cold in here, but come on in. And I said, I'm here to check on you to see if you got any food, see if you got any way to have heat. And she said, oh, yeah, we got, we got plenty of food. I said, how do you have food whenever nobody else has food because it's all going to spoil? She said, oh, listen, we got it figured out. I said, what's your figure? And she said, you see, we've pulled down the stairs to the attic, and we put all of our good stuff up there in the attic, and it stays nice just like a refrigerator. And when we need something, I, she said, I just sent Al up that, those stairs, and he gets whatever we need, brings it down. I cook it, and we just go on, amen, through the day. I had a young couple that hadn't been married very long, and they called me, and they said, Pastor, we are freezing to death over here. And we're not having anything to eat, you know. And I said, well, don't you have any canned food? You know, I mean, you know, some of the, oh, please forgive me for, for meddling here, but some of the young ones don't know how to cook food unless it comes out of a can. Listen, my mother used to make homemade ice cream out of snow. And she'd send me out with a pail, and she'd say, bring back snow, just don't bring any yellow snow back. I think we may move, need to move on. What was I saying about, where was I just before that? Oh, yeah, the young couple. Okay. So anyway, I told him, I said, well, uh, have you, do you have any relatives around here? Anymore? Yeah, we've got some, I think it was in Ohio or someplace, you know, about an eight or nine hour drive away. I said, well, listen, you come by the church, you get enough money to get you some gas. And I said, you call them and tell them you're on your way to your in-laws to get in out of this mess. Oh, we never thought of that. Peace. Number one is world peace. What's wrong with that? Boy, if we had world peace, what in the world would happen? How about just plain old peace of mind? How about peace which passes our understanding? How about the peace that can only come from heaven? I love that. 
I love peace, peace, wonderful peace. Coming down from the Father above, sweep over my soul in fathomless billows of love. The next one is all I want for Christmas is some joy. Some joy. Joy, joy, joy. But you see, the joy of the Lord is our strength. I want you to ponder that just for a moment. If you're a joyful person by nature, you have an additional amount of inner strength. If you are a person that has a joyous personality, my, my oldest brother, I'm telling you, he could be in the, in the worst place at all, and you'd talk to him, and you'd think that he, had just, he, he was just on top of the world. Because his attitude was he always had that outlook of joy and peace and happiness. Some people, you can read them like a book. They're all crinkled up in their face. They're all hunched over mad. Well, they just need some joy. If I could invent joy, bottle it up, get it out on the market, I'd buy me one of them 85 million yachts. No, 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 no. But you can't do that. Because you see, joy... True joy is not equated with happiness or with stuff. True joy is from the inside of your being into your sphere of your life, your spirit man, amen, into your thinking, into what you put as priority, and you become the joy of the Lord becomes your strength. How many would say, Pastor, in 2022 Christmas, I want some more strength? Well, those of you that agreed with me, amen, we're going to get it. I believe that with all my heart. The Bible says, in his presence is fullness of joy. Get in his presence daily. Get in his presence, amen, and just praise him, amen. Praise him for the food that you have. Praise him for your family. Come on, praise him for your church family. Praise him, amen, for all the things that God has been blessing you all this year. Thank you for your job, amen. Thank you for your family. Thank you for your wife. Thank you for your husband. Thank you for your kids. Thank you for your grandkids. And thank the Lord that you get to send them home. In his presence is fullness of joy. Lord, give us joy this Christmas, but not only this Christmas, but all through the rest of this year and into 2023. Let it be known that Northside Assembly of God Oh, that's a sweet sound. Let it be known that Northside Independent, no, Northside, amen, Kuwait, uh, no, Northside, no, Northside Assembly of God. As long as I'm your pastor, amen, I will not be ashamed to be associated with the assemblies of God. Amen. No, we're not the perfect denomination. We're kind of like knowing the ark. There's a lot of stink on board, but it's the best thing afloat. I'll tell you what, if I didn't believe in the fundamentals and the way that the Assemblies of God conducts business and all the great missions outreach, amen, I would not be an Assembly of God pastor. But I tell you what, amen, I am proud and happy and not ashamed to be called an Assemblies of God church. If you got Baptist doctrine, go to a Baptist church. Or come to Northside, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and then you'll be good. You'll be all right. Come on. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to enjoy this, amen, because I'm going to savor it all week long because I don't get to preach again until the 25th. 
Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> you do get a couple weeks off, amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In his presence is fullness of joy. When you get to heaven, you're not going to be having fudge or any of the Christmas candies. You're going to have righteousness and joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. No matter what you're going through today, this last week, joy comes in the morning. And if you remind the Lord, amen, that you're on the winning side and, the <coughs> and you need some joy, amen. Oh, weeping may endure through the night. <coughs> Excuse me, but joy comes in the morning. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Praise God. And then when I said this, we started this morning, all I want for Christmas, somebody yelled out, Jesus. So true. What we need in 2022 and 2023 is just more of Jesus. May he be lifted up high and lifted up. May he be the answer to all of our questions. May he be the answer to all of our concerns. May he be the answer to all of our problems. May he be in charge of our lives from the moment we wake to the moment we lay our heads down. May our Lord be in a place of high and lifted up. May we bring honor to him. Oh, my heart today says don't do anything that would bring dishonor to the Lord. Let everything that is said and done. Bring honor to the Lord. This day in the city of David a son is given. A Savior is born for all mankind. You will find the baby wrapped in a blanket, lying in a manger. He is the best gift to the world. He gives to us freely everything we said, all I want for Christmas. Now, will I take a brand new package of underwear? Yes. Will I take a brand new package of socks? Yes. Will my brother get, get really uh, out of the box and, and give us something besides a box of chocolates? I hope. <laughs> but you know what? There's nothing to that. Just give me Jesus. Just give me that peace. Give me that hope. Give me that joy in you. So in our preparing for Christmas, 21 days, may we ask God for the gifts from Savior of the world. You know, I, I've got an answer for Russia and America. What we need to do is we need to just get plain loads and plain loads of good old easy reading Bibles. Fly over Russia and just bomb them with Bibles. Just bomb them with Bibles. Amen. Huh? Big Bibles. Yeah. Amen. Bigger the better. Amen. Come on, church. Oh, you know what? They can, they can cut off the internet. They can, uh, they can do away with uh, being able to beam in free Europe. Amen. Into those countries. But I'll tell you, all they need is just... One glimpse of Jesus, all they need. Amen. In fact, somebody said one time, said if uh, Russia ever attacks America, all we got to do is get all their generals together and take them to Walmart and let them shop. They'll defect. Just one more little thought. Have you ever thought about all of the automatic checkouts that's happening right now? 
pretty soon it's going to be totally digital. You just walk up and put your head in a scanner. You put your hand in a scanner. But I guarantee you, I'm going to be out of here before that happens. I'm going to be out of here, and I, I trust you're going to go too. And don't go with me, because I'm not going with you. I'm going by myself. If you come, wonderful. But I only give an account for me. I don't give, oh, that's, Lord, you're right. I do have to give an account for you. I do have to give an account for you, for you amen, as the pastor of this church. Boy, that's an eye-opening, sober thought. So if I come back to you and grab you by your collar and drag you to the altar this morning, you'll know, no. I'm too old to try to do that. But may the Holy Ghost grab you by the back of your collar, bring you, amen, to an old-fashioned altar, and get you gloriously and radically saved, amen. Praise God. I heard about the fellow that went to heaven, and the angel was giving him a tour, and they walked past this one group, and he said, now before you get to that door, shh, be real quiet, because they think they're the only ones up here. Never mind. Chris and Laney, would you help me out this morning? I really feel like, Pastor Nathan, that we need to follow through with your last thought. And I don't know for sure how I want to do it this morning, but I, I don't want you to leave here carrying a heavy load. You know, the thing about, the thing about today is it's the season of joy is right, and Jesus is the reason for the season. It is the season of joy. But you know, there's going to be a lot of people that it's not joyful. And they try to get joyful even around Christmas time, and they can't. One of our... One of our listen, may, may I encourage you. Now, now listen to me very carefully. Come on up, Nathan, if you'd help me. Listen to me very carefully. If you feel like that there's somebody in this church, I'm thinking mainly... Come on up here. I'm thinking mainly about... A teenager. A teenager. You know, you want to be a blessing to them. What's a $20 bill? There's $21 bills. Well, if you're a smoker, quit smoking and you'll have more than a $20 bill. No, where I'm going with this is this. If God has blessed you, and I know that he has, and he were to give you a, real, a revelation that there's somebody here that you're drawn to them, take them on a little shopping spree. Because you know what? There's nothing any worse than be sitting at your family Christmas time and you don't have a gift. I, I probably shouldn't share this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway, Sister Susan. The other morning when the kids were with us, a couple of grandkids with us. I think Grandma said, do you guys have your parents' Christmas gifts made and ready to go? And they said, no. She said, well, get on the Internet. I'll help you. And the one said, yeah, I don't need your help, Grandma. I'll just go in there and get it myself. So she said, well, I'm going to give you a limit. And our grandkids ordered presents. Wasn't a lot, but it's a little bit. And Sister Susan emailed the parents and say, when it comes to your house, don't open it. They told us not to let them peek. We say, don't open it. 
Boy, Nathan, it seems like that I'm preaching and it just goes right out there, right there, and it falls right there dead. I know you are. So see Pastor Sean or Sister Whitney and say, can I be a blessing? If you don't want them to know what's going on, I'd love, I would love, Pastor Sean, for you to load up some of the youth and let's take them on a little shopping spree. You know, I mean, what's the price of a candle? How much? Well, we'll look them for five. Oh. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily to give them a gift, but to give them the opportunity to buy a gift for their family. So that whenever they gather around the tree on their family day, they've got something to give. Some of you, your family is birthed and gone and they're doing their own thing and they're not going to come home for Christmas. Well, you know what? Be a part of this. Maybe Pastor Sean, maybe you and Whitney can take and give us a list. Of their age and a list. I know Sister Blacker and I, we want to be the first to be a part of this. Sister Blacker is a good shopper. How many candles did you get the other day, Susan, in that box? Was it four or five? Twelve. It's like 15 bucks. Well, I'm telling you, she's a good shopper. And I just pushed the cart and said, yes, dear, that sounds good. Let's get it. That's great. I think they'll like it. Am I, am I on, on target this morning, Pastor Sean? We got all month to do this. The, the youth, the youth they, have a, they have a very giving heart, and they, the youth was planning on, or the daughter was kind of, no, but we were planning on blessing a couple of families. Like, the whole family. Yeah. Speak up loud. Okay, there you go. All right. Check, check. All right, it's working. Hey, so. Oh, no, we're in the talent show. <laughs> yes, we want to see all the talent. So Christmas to me is huge, and I know it is as a church too. And it, it's, such a, um, it's such a heart thing. It's not the Santa thing and the gifts, but it is gifts because it's the gift of Jesus that we have received, right? I mean, that's the greatest gift that we could ever receive is forgiveness of sin is Jesus. And so in, in that spirit, giving is huge. So as a youth group, we, we, when we did the pie auction, we decided we want to sponsor three Christmases. Just, we need three families. We've been praying about it. We have two of them. So if you know one, come see me. And, and this question came to my mind at youth group Wednesday night was, do you remember your first Christmas? Oh, my. Oh, my. And think about it for a minute. Like, do you remember your first Christmas? And for me, I remember my first Christmas was in a ghetto trashed motel with my mother and my siblings. And the Lions Club in, in Northern California brought us Christmas. I remember the pie. I remember who had the last piece of it. I remember this red metal car that the doors opened and the hood opened. I could see the engine. I'll never forget that. Oh, my. Oh, my. That is our heart in this thing with the youth group. We want to provide that, not as the Lions Club, not as Sean and Whitney, but as, as followers of Christ. And I guarantee you this, had they mentioned Christ to me at that point, I would have never forgot that. And that mother of mine, who could not provide those four kids Christmas, 
who's passed away now, she never forgot that either. But had, she, had they mentioned Jesus, had they brought that in somehow, like this is why we're doing it, she would have never forgot that. You see what I'm saying? Like we want to meet those needs as Christians. That is our calling. And so if you guys know of another family, whether it's through a school or whatever it is, who, who God places on your heart. Like we were praying a couple days ago, and this family came to mind, and it was we just knew. We're going to cook a turkey. We're going to make everything. We're going to get gifts, and we're going to take them to them. And we're going to tell them why we're doing it, and we're going to leave and let them have Christmas in Jesus' name. But we want one more family. So um, just be praying on that. If you have one, let us know. But that's, that's the heart behind this thing. Amen. Nathan, close us out. Thank you, Sean. We, you and Whitney figured it out for us. I mean, even the list of names or whatever, so we could we can start doing something. Okay. Lord, we're so thankful for your joy and your peace, Lord. I just pray that as everybody goes home today and, and before they come back, Lord, that, that again, Lord, that we just have a heart posture this season of joy and peace and giving and celebrating you. Let every word that we speak, every song that we sing, let every action represent you, the birth of the Savior, the birth of the Redeemer of the world that was born in a manger that as, as, as the youth go and do this, as, as Renewed Treasures goes out to love on people and these, all these different outreaches that the church do, Lord God, Lord, may families, may families come in and, and want to know more about Jesus. May they be hungry for Jesus. Give us opportunity, divine appointments to share Jesus with people, with our family, with our friends, Lord. I pray right now, Lord God, Lord, that you just begin to open up heaven, yes, Lord, Lord God, yes, Lord, Lord. And it be heart, a giving heart, not a receiving heart this year, Lord God, Lord, but a giving heart yes, across yes. the boards, Lord God, Lord. We ask for discernment. We ask for Holy Spirit guidance, Lord God, Lord on where to give and how to give, Lord God, Lord. We just ask that you open those doors. Be with the children as they come in to prepare for the play today, Lord God. Lord, I just pray that the laughter and the joy of the Lord is our strength, Lord. So we just ask for more joy. We live in a world that's full of bad news. We live in a world that's full of depressive stuff, Lord God, Lord. I just pray that your people, as they leave this place today, Lord, may they carry the joy of the Lord with them. May it be contagious everywhere they go. May it begin to spread through the schools through the workplace, Lord God, Lord, that they call, you know, you call it Christmas spirit, Holy Spirit. We pray for Holy Spirit joy to begin to just overflow in our community, Lord God, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord. Thank you that we have the opportunity to bless people, Lord. I pray that whatever we give, Lord God, Lord, that you multiply it, that you meet, that you just meet it, that minds will be blown and that people will come to know you, Lord, for every need represented here today, Lord, we just believe we believe it in Jesus' mighty name. And all the people said, amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Take us out with joy.